Check, check. One, two, three. One, two, three. Check, check. Check, check. Go ahead, Vinny. Big old dicks in Boston. Big old <laughs> dicks in Boston. Five dollars, get your hot dog here. Big old dicks, Boston. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. Vinny, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. How you feeling? I, I hear you're, uh, you're going hard in the gym these days. Well, uh, not that I'm going hard, dude. I'm just getting my fucking act together. Uh, I'm starting to feel like Jabba. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no I never, I've never let it get that bad, but, you know, I, uh, I, have a, I have a father, like a dad gut, and I don't like it. Hey, embrace the dad gut. I've yes, somewhat of a gut. I've done plenty of embracing it. Now I'm <laughs> going beyond dad gut, so. Well, it's better. I feel like it's better to be considered Jabba rather than the twins. Rather, who's who's fatter? Is it Jabba or are the twins just as fat to combine into Jabba? You know, I don't know. I thought they were all the same size. Pretty much all the huts are the same size, except for that weasel yeah. fuck from uh, from the Clone Wars. Remember him? He like oh tried, yeah yeah yeah. He tried to betray all of them, and then he ended up getting killed um, anyway. Yeah, man. So you know, I, the the same week that my work pants got tighter, I uh, I signed up at LA Fitness. Oh, that's good. That's good. See, Vinny is Vinny is bettering himself. Unlike me, I'm drinking beer all the time. No, I'm fine. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. Hey. I had one beer tonight. I had a long day at work. I, I also have not had a cigarette since August. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. Anyway, yeah. don't do bad habits. Be positive. Like we're going to be on positive on this episode of the podcast no. because the Book of Boba Fett honestly just asked the question, Boba who? Because he was nowhere to be found in this episode. We got the return. Okay, hang on. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning, I'm going to do this more often now. Spoiler warning, if you haven't seen Book of Boba Fett, skip over about half an hour into the podcast. Skipped? Yeah. Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, has returned. We essentially got Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1. Pretty much, dude. Oh, my God. There, there's Okay, so we'll go through a brief rundown, and then you and I will we'll give our analysis and what we think and all everything. Um. We start things off with Mando on on a bounty and that fucking yep. weird looking dog alien thing. He was a butcher. He's like, I'm looking for this guy, and he says, Well, I haven't seen him. I'll I'll let you, I'll, I'll let him know you're looking for him. Well, the thing is, I think I've already found him, and he shows him the tracking fog. And he's like, That's not mm-hmm. he doesn't even look anything like me. He's like, Listen, I'm sure you're a reasonable man. You're you're practical. I'm sure we can work out some kind of deal. And then the music intensifies, and then you hear that classic line from the first episode, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. And then the fucking brawl breaks out. He's fighting everybody. He uses the dark saber like, whoa, I freaked right out off the bat. right away. But you also see, like, as he's striking it, he's also, like, having a lot of difficulty wielding it. Like, it's heavy for him to the yeah. point where he burns himself. He burns his leg on the Darksaber and fucks up everybody, chops that dude in half, has the mm-hmm. head 
in his in a fucking bag and says, "Listen to the to his workers like your employer is no longer around. There's a whole bunch of New Republic credits in there. If you let me pass, I'll let you help yourself to all whatever you feel is deserving to you." And they all let him pass. Goes to a planet, and that planet like that is one of the coolest. It was like, literally Halo. That's what I keep hearing from everybody. Like anybody who played Xbox who played Halo, like that is Halo. I'm like, I wish I could make the comparison, but that's pretty. You that's, never but, played Halo. Well, I played Halo, but I didn't. Pl- I didn't have an Xbox, so I didn't play it all the time. Like if I was at a friend's house and they had Xbox, we'd play Halo. Like, uh, like a Carbone. Well, you house. understand what? Like you, you know, you understand that like there's a ring, and the ring is essentially like a space station. Yeah, but I, I, I've seen that. The inside just, of the ring is like a is like a planet. Yeah, like I remember seeing stuff like that, but I didn't make the connection because again, it wasn't like you know I didn't play the game as a kid. But, but do you, you understand the connection now? No, yeah, I do now. Like I was watching, um, I was watching Star Wars Theory on YouTube. Uh, uh, his breakdown of the uh, of the episode, and he said that right away. He's like, "This planet looks really cool. It looks just like Halo." Um, so was watching that, but then you know, Mando goes to the uh, to the to the alien of the of the bounty that he has, and they're saying, "Oh, sit, sit. You know, we have more work for you." And they said, like. I don't care. I want the information. He even cared more about the information that he was looking for rather than the bounty itself. And we're like, well, what is this information? Who is he looking for? And then yeah. they're like, all right, fine, here. He takes them. They give him the money. But they said, like, go down this pathway and you'll find what you're looking for. He has his yeah. uh, like his night vision on his helmet and he sees this door with the Mandalorian crest. And we see the armorer, the Lady Lorian. We see her Again. there. Like, we're wondering where the fuck she's been uh, this whole time. We haven't seen her uh, since the very first uh, season of The Mandalorian. What, were we, uh, how, what was your reaction seeing her, Vin? Oh, I'm like, wow. So she, she made it out of the hellhole. Because the last time you see her, she's about to fight, like, a bunch of stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just, um, you know, you see a character, like, that left off... Well, you know, you know how it is in TV shows, dude. Nobody's mm-hmm. dead until you see a dead body. Exactly. So we had to assume that she was okay, that she got out okay, and the yeah. o- and the only other people left uh, of the Mandalorian Creed of Death Watch was her and Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla is a part of the Clan Vizsla, who is a descendant of Tariq Vizsla. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. Who created the dark saber? We got all this this connection back all the way, even way, like to the Clone Wars series. You know, like, yeah, even, for real. And we and it we really got, and we got like the the information of the Mandalorians and and just how far back the lineage goes. And you know, uh, this episode had all kinds of going back. Oh yeah. And we saw what we saw what the Great Purge was. Yes, like, we finally have the Great Purge on film. So, like that was, you know, they had all these tie bombers coming in and just bombing. It, I don't. It wasn't on Mandalore. I think where they were. I think they were on a moon. But they pretty much the Empire wrecked Mandalore for the Mandalorians to even go back and do anything with it. And yep. the armorer talked about this curse, you know, and if the Darksaber is not won by combat, it it leaves a curse and a plague to Mandalorians. And if you recall, for those of you who may have not seen the Rebel series, um, the uh, Bo-Katan, she got the Darksaber by it being given to her by uh, Sabine Wren in the Rebel series. 
and she was going to lead the Mandalorian, right. she was going to lead the Mandalorian clan. Obviously, somewhere down the line, she lost it to Moff Gideon. But you know, Vin, this the, the armorer is making a lot of good points to all this. Yeah, I mean, oh, you no, know, you know what I recall? You know what I? I'm sorry to, no, it's to okay. change it, but I, uh, I, I immediately called it that that the other guy was going to call out man, the, uh, you know, Din. Yeah, uh, to uh, Paz, him almost yeah, immediately. Like as soon as he as soon as he started like looking at Mando, I was just like, that guy's gonna fall him out, one hundred ten percent. Yeah, and you knew the tension there because he feels like he had rights to the dark saber because he's an ancestor of the creator, and yeah. we saw. Yeah, what would you say? I said, "Suck a dick, dude." <laughs> I figured as much, but we talked over yeah. each other. <laughs> um, suck if, a dick. If you can't tell, Vin and I are doing the podcast remotely. If you're unaware, we've been doing the podcast remotely because Vin's family watches the Book of Boba Fett together, so we're not interfering that's, with each other's times. Um, that's right. We should be some uh, back to normal, like a little after Book of Boba Fett's over. Whatever uh, and, comes after Boba Fett, well, well, the week after Boba Fett ends, we're together. Yeah, and Moon Moon Knight will be the next show we're covering. Nice. Hey, yeah. you know, you know, what we should do. What's that? And uh, this could be on the pod or whatever, but uh, whatever the next series that comes out is, I should fucking come over with Amanda and we can watch it with Ashley and Amanda and then do the pod right after. Yeah. And, and, and Amanda can hang. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Good idea. You can totally edit that out of the pod if you want. No, I'm keeping <laughs> it in there. I'm, I'm keeping it in there. We've mentioned our girlfriends on the podcast before. It's all good. All right. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Um, we see right before Paz Vizla challenges Mando for the right of the Darksaber. Um, mm-hmm. The armorer and and Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, are sparring, and each strike he takes, the blade is like it's very heavy, you know. Yep. And uh, Star Wars theory said this very comparison too. You know, it's not like a lot of the high paced, fast action we saw in the prequels and in the Clone Wars series of someone using a lightsaber. It was more of like the original trilogy. With like, uh, like uh, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader fighting for the first time, where mm-hmm. it seems like the handles are supposed to be a little more heavy, and more of like a more of a challenge in the fight. Whereas the dark saber, whatever it is, whether it's like, because because the armor kept saying, you know, you are fighting the blade, you are not becoming one with it. Whatever she was saying, so yeah. it was difficult for Mando to do this. Um, so Paz and Din have the have the battle. They go in. Uh, even even Paz Vizsla had difficulty holding the blade himself. If you recall, if you recall, so yep. when Bando finally got back to him, he took the knife that he had in his hands, and the armorer asked Paz Vizsla, "Paz Vizsla, that's that's enough. Paz Vizsla, have you ever taken off your helmet? No. Oh yeah. Has, has it ever part. been has it ever been removed by another? Never. This is the way." And she asked Din, Din Djarin, Din Djarin, have you ever removed your helmet? And he paused. Have you ever hit that funky shit? I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm like, Mando, just lie. Just lie, right. dude. Just lie. Dude. He's, he's like, yes. And he's like. He's like, sorry, I'm a fucking asshole. So, so and he tried to explain, <laughs> you know, it was for, you know, to protect, you know, to protect Grogu, whatever his reasoning is, and said, like. Oh, please let me redeem myself," she said. "The only way He's you... like, I only sucked dick once. <laughs> you... 
You can only, and she said, you can only redeem yourselves by going to the cavern waters, I believe, of Mandalore, you know, deep within the planet. And he says, like, they've been closed off for years. And she just says, this is the way. And she says, you're no longer a Mandalorian, which I screamed bullshit in the library of the university I work. I'm like, oh, shit. Um, but real quickly, we glanced over this. We forgot to mention this. What's up? Uh, we, the, the Beskar spear that he was wielding. Yes. The armor, the armor said. She said, Beskar is meant to be worn as an armor, not as a weapon. It's more dangerous to Mandalorians than it exists, and it can pierce the Mandalorian armor. And he says, so forge it for a foundling. He's like, what shall I forge? Like, for what foundling? for a little motherfucker. And he says, for the foundling Grogu. What shall I forge for Grogu? And from what it looks like, he made him like a chain link, like little armor thing. Yeah. So that looks pretty cool. Um, Yes, it does. So and this is just this I mean to me this is the really great great chunk of the episode but Vin this really answered a lot of questions that we had at the end of the Mandalorian season 2 wouldn't you say Fuck yeah Fuck yeah dude it answered um, well not almost everything but, but it answered a, a lot of questions because you know it, it just left off in the spaceship after Moff Gideon got defeated you didn't know if Bo-Katan was going to challenge Mando for the saber clearly she didn't and he left you know what I mean? Yeah. I I would say that this just... I, I figured we weren't going to get any of these answers until at least the first episode of Mandalorian Season 3, which I think they're still currently filming. Yeah. Um, but they're like, nah, ho. You get me. <laughs> uh, like, this first half of the episode was really my favorite part of the whole show because like, I felt like I was watching The Mandalorian and I loved how in the beginning they mixed his theme song with Boba's theme song together. Yeah, it was quite it was fantastic. so cool. But then you see uh, Mando going on to uh, a commercial flight because, again, he doesn't have the Razor Crest anymore. It got blown up by the Empire. And... Ah, my favorite part of the whole fucking show. What was that? My favorite part of the whole fucking show. You're about to drop that shit. <laughs> wait, 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 when he dropped his weapons? Wait, what? No, when he when he had to give the weapons up before going to the Oh, flight. yeah. I would have just shot that droid and jumped on the ship. <laughs> He's like, all right, I was, just shot, I was just shot that little fat, like that little fucker. And they're you like, know, listen, and, I'm. Go ahead, go ahead. What would you say to the fucking droid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, what would you say to the droid? Oh, what would I say? Yeah, you were saying something. I cut you off. Oh, <clears throat> I'd, I'd be like, I'd be like, listen, you little fucker, and then blow him away. <laughs> anyway, it, it felt like one of those like old skits where like you know cowboys are giving away their their weapons before they can enter someplace, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like they give away two or three, and it's like and the other ones. <laughs> it's yeah. like that's kind of what it felt like. I 100%. thought they're I thought they're gonna do some kind of gag when he got into Tatooine, but evidently he had all his all his um all his shit there. Uh, yeah. But but then he uh, went back to Tatooine. Uh, and we saw the mechanic lady, and I can't remember. Her, right. I can't remember her name. Uh, here it is. Fuck yeah, I love uh, that hoe. Peely Mo- Moto. And if you don't recall, those of you might not know, she was a secretary in Elf. Oh. Yeah, she was a secretary in Elf. You, I mean, a lot of years have passed, but yeah, it's the same woman. Uh, it was mm. nice to see her. We got the uh, new cute little droid thing. I think he's like B uh, BD. He's a BD droid. So, funny you should say that. If you played Jedi Fallen Order, you would recognize that droid because it's the droid that rides on the main character's back. 
I, I heard, I was watching another review from New Rock Stars from their... Yeah, my brother told me that. Also, Vin, you're going to love the name of this, of this, what they call their after show, New Rock Stars oh, from ready. Star Wars. They call it Wookiee Leaks. Oh, that is good. I like that. <laughs> That's really good, isn't it? That is um, fucking good. It's fucking That's awesome. Um, so yeah, they, um, I, they had mentioned that that's where that droid came from, and yeah. uh, I feel like that's the uh, that's kind of the void that maybe Grogu is leaving in this show for any any um, any female viewers of this show. Like, oh my god, look how cute he is! Because I guarantee, when Ashley sees this episode, she's gonna see how cute that droid is. Um, so she comes. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just made a random buzz. Like, oh my god. Okay, because you cut out of it. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, she says that she has a replacement ship. Mando assumes it's a Razor Crest, and it's not a Razor Crest. Vinny, what not is that... the, what does uh, uh, Peely have for Mando? So, um, for anybody who's seen all the movies and, and all of that, you recognize that the ship that she unveils is the same ship that Anakin uses to destroy a trade fener- a trade Federation cruiser. That was hovering above the boo at the end of the Phantom Menace, but it's in pieces. It's in shambles. But that bright yellow and chrome clash, just the same way they did in two thousand and one. It was so it was so cool to see them. Like, oh my god! Like this this was such a great callback to the prequels. You know, you know, yeah. and her describing it. You know, this is an this is a nab. This was a uh, it's an N one starfighter straight from. Handmade, uh, designed by the Queen of Naboo, uh, and Mando initially doesn't want it. He's like, I don't. He's like, fuck this ship, and they. Like, fuck this yeah, he's like, fuck this. Even in the middle of them making it together, she's like, it'll go a lot faster if you help me. And she was confident, like, listen, if you don't want it, take your credits back. But then at least put it together. Uh, yeah. And but what was so funny is when she's saying like she could get all the parts from Jawas. Don't ask, don't tell. I fully believe that the line where she says, you know, I dated a Jawa once for a little while. Not bad, but really hairy. And he had a lot of issues. I'm like, there's no way that line was in there. She fucking ad-libbed that. For sure. Like, John Favreau and Filoni and whoever was a part on the set was probably like, that was perfect. Keep it in there. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and then they build the ship. Um, they put it together. And he asked where the droid uh, port is. And she said, well, I got rid of it considering your your stature and your situation kind of referring to Grogu as well. Like you, he could mm-hmm. easily be on the top of that ship. Oh um, yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was just like, Oh, he's definitely like, going oh, there. Yeah. Like we'll eventually see Grogu and Mando uh, meet again and we'll see him on the, in that ship. And it's the, and this thing is just flying, man. Like it's fucking oh, it's awesome. so fast. And the part that the Jawas stole from, I love how like <laughs> they stole from the pikes. <laughs> yeah. The right. Show. And they give yeah. it a little jab there. That was that was how uh, Din was able to make the ship go to light speed without having without having to charge up, and that mm-hmm. was really cool. You know, he's going all over the place. Uh, he is just flying all over the place, and we get stopped by two uh, X wings, and they're essentially cops. And he's, you know, we're gonna need you to send your information over. Man, I was trying to get out of it, and then we see that same officer from the previous season, the one who made uh, Gina Carano's character, uh, Cara Dune, a marshal. It's like your That's voice right. sounds, your voice sounds very familiar. Have we met before? It's like, no, I think you got the wrong, uh, wrong person, officer. Yeah. Um. Do you mind if we ask some questions? <laughs> out of there. 
And I love the little Beep. thing. The little thing after that, we're just like, how do you how do you speed up like that? And he's like, and, and I can't remember the part, but that's but the officer explained it. It's like, should we report this? Yeah. Like, so do you really want to go back down and be reporting and putting in reports all day? No, sir. All right, let's 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 get moving. I like how they just said, yeah. "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So we um we see them go back to Tatooine, and while uh Amanda comes back, she says, "What did I tell you? By the way, a friend of yours came by. Uh, I like, what did you say? Whatever you said, like I said, I didn't know what you're talking about, and I told the droids to turn the security back on." What did, you, what did she say her name was? Fennec Shan, and it was Fennec right up there. It's like, I told you to turn the security on. She comes in, and as alluded to the, uh, the end of last week's episode, we were... Uh, yep. She she was looking for Mando. So I heard you were in the area, and I ha- I was looking for some work. It's like, what's the job? It's like, what's the bounty? He's like, what? no bounty. I need muscle. Boba Fett? Yes, he would greatly appreciate it. It pays well. Throws the, the credits over to Mando. Throws it back to Fennec. Tell him it's on the house. But first, I need to be reunited with a little friend. So Mando is looking for Grogu. Now, Vin, do you think we're actually going to see Mando and Grogu unite in this show? Uh, you know, I think we might get a glimpse of it next episode. Uh, listen, if it's going to happen, we're going to get another Mando episode next episode. Where, you know, Mandu goes to Grogu, that also means possible another Luke appearance. Um, or it could go the complete opposite way. It could it could go where Mando is out of the Boba Fett show. Where that was, Boba Fett, uh, that was the Mando saying to Fennec, I can't, I gotta do this, or whatever. I think um, he agreed, but he's Is still- there only gonna be one season of Boba Fett, or two? Um, I'm sure this will continue. So far, what I'm seeing here is that there's going to be seven chapters. So, according to the uh, RadioTimes.com, what I'm seeing, we'll have an episode next week and on the seventh. Uh, I'm sorry, on the on the on the second of February and then the ninth of February, episode six and seven. Um, I would say that could be like a post-credit scene or something. Maybe it's teased that Grogu is there. Um, we're not really sure where Luke took him. We don't know if he if if he took him to like. He went to Yavin. Do you think the Yavin? I think he went to Yavin, hundred percent. I'm thinking more Dagobah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, of... but all the lore, all the lore that's canon, mm-hmm. says that Luke goes to Yavin to start the Jedi Temple. That's possible. And this is this is this takes place five years after. Yeah, after the events of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So. The only reason I say Dagobah is because um, it's a special case. Grogu is very, very powerful and very gifted with the Force. And Luke went there because Yoda was there. And Luke became a Jedi Knight there. So exactly. maybe, yeah, I get it. Maybe he could make an exception for Grogu. But Plus there's like a, uh, like a Jedi, you know, every every good temple needs a, like a testing cave. True. You know, where Luke True. hides himself. Mm-hmm, yeah. In Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah, that, that, that does exist there. Overall, though, I like this concept that pretty much any character could come from different shows and kind of just have an episode of itself. Like, like I'm yeah, fully... Right? Like, to make up for this, I would love it if Boba had his own solo episode in Mandalorian Season 3. And, and he fucking should. Or even Ahsoka. 
even Ahsoka having her own like solo oh, episode in uh, in Mandalorian. Like it she could be her a own episode. I mean, she's getting her own series. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I know, but that's not enough time. <laughs> well, I I wouldn't doubt that Ahsoka could probably get her own episode in the Mandalorian season three if since they've shown I mean, that kinda, this is possible. She kind of already did get a whole episode. I mean, she did, but this show took a big, uh, not a big risk because they know how successful and popular the Mandalorian character is. But it's the first thing that they're doing where like the main character of the show isn't even involved in the show, um, so. I mean, some people might say you could argue that could overshadow Boba, but personally, I don't think so. I think they're just being smart, and they understand that this, if it wasn't for The Mandalorian, we wouldn't have the Book of Boba Fett, and we wouldn't be getting Kenobi or Ahsoka or these other shows that are coming in the future. Yeah, they're playing the game. What do you think we're going to see maybe next week on on Episode 6? Any theories? Well, the way the show left off, it's got to be all, you know, you know what? It's either going to be two things. It's either going to be a continuation of Mando with Grogu, or next episode's going to be entirely Boba Fett handling the pikes. That's possible. I-, I could easily see the next episode being Boba and kind of what he's doing while Mando was doing his thing, and then Fett yeah, like to find him. Forth. Like I feel like that could happen, and then they finally meet together at the end of the episode, um, and then they could, and then they can, and they can work together at the very end of the episode. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's more of a likely scenario. Um, I think so too. Also, I'm wanting to see Boba ride the Rancor while they're fighting off the Pikes. Oh yeah, that's that is a scene that is coming, and we know it. And I also want Machete to come and fuck people up. <laughs> I want him to just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be really funny if he grabbed the Darksaber. Like, like let's say it's like a really big battle, and the o- and he lost whatever blade or gun he had, and the only thing that was around was the Darksaber. Let's say, like, Din lost it somehow, and he grabs it, and he's just fucking up pikes with it. Because <laughs> that's the closest thing to, a, like, a Machete that I can think of, is the Darksaber. Yeah, yeah. And watch uh, machete, ma- ma- machete becomes the fucking King of Mandalore. <laughs> That'd be so great! I'll oh my watching. god! Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think they realized Danny Trejo is probably a big Star Wars fan, and it's just like, all right, fuck it. Like, it, it's just a small little role. It's um, I can kind of like um, the, he had to have known like, to some degree that he was gonna be like a huge Easter egg in the show. I mean, I, I mean, he knows he's a he has a cult following. I mean, honestly. Before I noticed the Rancor, like, I noticed the Rancor, and then I noticed Danny Trejo riding the fucking machine that it's on. I'm like, what? It's fucking Machete! I, I, I got so excited. Um, but overall, this episode of The Book of Boba Fett, I mean, I think I say this every week with every ep- every show that we, we've covered, but this is my favorite so far. This is really, really good. And it doesn't even involve Boba, they and just it, it kind of sucks. Just keep, they just keep one-upping themselves, you know? Oh yeah, they keep one upping themselves, and that's and that is what long term storytelling is. I mean, remember when this when this show first fucking came out, people were shitting on it already. Yeah, yeah, it's like like you you guys can't handle long term storytelling. It's like people who shit on Wandavision. I'm like, yeah, how do you fucking feel now, you fucking idiot? Yeah, I remember I remember Andre was like shitting on it hard, and I was like, dude, you need to fucking just pay attention. 
And did he ever finish it? To every little thing. Of course he did. He's like, he's like, all right, all right. Like I, I know. I said, all right, all right. I was wrong. Yeah, you can hear him. Yeah, I can hear it in my head right now. <laughs> anyway, um, great episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we have two more episodes left, and uh, when we do the finale, uh, our good buddy Andreas, uh, pretty much our, our our occasional third host on this podcast, will be joining us, and uh, it's going to be a great fucking time. It will be, 100%. Looking forward to having you back on the show, buddy. Talking to you, That's Andreas. Right. No, you're listening. Uh, so anyway, next part of the podcast, we have a lot of news to go through. I will say if you are expecting any Multiverse of Madness stuff, um, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. We don't really have much time to dock it, but I will leave you with this. In the near future, we are going to do an episode completely on Multiverse of Madness with all the possible mm-hmm. cameos, all the possible theories that Vinny uh, and Andreas, hopefully, will be on with us. We'll work that out, and we will get it out to you guys probably sometime speaking, after. Go ahead, Benny. Speak, speaking of theories, I wanted to say, who who said that I was good with the theories? Uh, Joe, our buddy, our, our, our guest on the very first episode. I wanted to say thank you, Joe. I'm very much appreciated. Well, it's great how you come up with them right on the fucking fly, like the like the Starlord T'Challa one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, what did I say about Star Star Wars T'Challa one? I just, just, some, <laughs> just, just somehow like you said it must have been like, it, like it could be a super, super secret vault type of thing that Disney did. Oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To like have him in there, possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, we got Tobey Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield like, in in Spider Man No Way Home. So listen, the way I see it, Chadwick Boseman deserved to have more time as Black Panther, not mm-hmm. just on this earth, but more time as Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but, but but I think Wakanda Forever, the Black Panther sequel, will do justice and and uh, attribute to him. I think putting him, I think by putting him in Multiverse of Madness as like a last, like the true last on screen, would be an even bigger honor. If they're able to do that in a way that doesn't seem distasteful, I'm all for it. Yeah, and dude, it's Marvel. They're not going to do it distasteful. I mean, like, and, oh, yeah. and this is this is why I think that. They have their their well. Disney and Marvel have such a fantastic way of keeping things a secret by disguising it as something else, like Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian. Oh yeah, that was that was originally supposed to be the Jedi Master Plakoon. Like that's who they disguised Luke Skywalker. Like the actual thing is Luke Skywalker. They disguised it as Plakoon. They t- they told ninety five percent of the staff. Yeah, they told ninety five percent of the staff that it was going to be Plakoon, and they even had. They even had the animation engineers create an entire Plakoon head and, like, work out a whole scene with a Plakoon head. Even the actors addressed, like, oh, that's Plakoon. Wow. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. Know. Was it, this in the, the, the documentary they did with Mark Hamill's return? I think so. I, I never saw it. I can't, I can't I can't put my finger on exactly where I know that from, but... What's funny is, like, the... And we'll get to the next portion real quickly, but I when I was watching the new the new Rockstars review of the episode, um, mm-hmm. the, the, the officer on uh, the right-hand side of the screen, the newer guy, that was Mark Hamill's stand-in to do the CGI for Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, I didn't know that. I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. And again, I didn't see this documentary, but that's a really good way to throw everybody off. Everyone's expecting, oh, yeah. like, a good good number of the, the, the cast and crew think, oh, we're thinking this, where it's like, no. I mean, didn't, I mean, was Plo Koon in Revenge of the Sith, didn't his, like, f- his fighter go down? Like, um, shot, you, like you see it explode. 
you see explode. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hell, if if people, I mean, if Boba can escape the Sarlacc pit, who's to say he couldn't have survived that? Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, going into the next bit of news, we have quite a few things to talk about with Spider-Man. Um, there's quite a uh, quite a few things here. So for one, uh, we're just gonna mention this because I just found this out before we hit record that Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, and Andrew Garfield have finally done their first interview together talking about the movie. Um, just your initial thoughts about that, Vin. And the obvious question is, are you excited? And the obvious answer, is, I'm sure, is yes. Sure, uh, yes. Of, of course, I'm excited. Um, uh, so, that shit that shit about Sony wanting to do a whole movie from start to finish with the three of them, yes. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yes. I think they're, they're, poor, I think they're, they're poor business people if they don't do that. Well, um, it makes sense. It does make sense. That is, uh, according to the Twitter user and Reddit user, my time to shine. Hello, who is has been very, very accurate with their their breaking story. So we'll go. So the exact quote from Twitter is after the reaction of after the reaction to No Way Home, Sony wants to make a movie with Toby, Andrew, and Tom starting together from start to finish. That would make a lot oh, of sense. Where'd you get that great idea? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would think that this could possibly be a thing, maybe before an Avengers Secret Wars movie or a post Secret Wars event, maybe. Secret hey, Wars. You know, speak, speaking of Secret Wars, you know what? I, you know what? I I saw a meme. It was really fucking funny. It said. It said. Uh, since turned since the dawn of time, we have not interfered, and then it was Marvel's useless, like in the Eternal spot. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. One. I've seen that before. The Eternals came out. <laughs> Did you ever get a chance to see Eternals or no? I watched the first half hour and shut it off. Oh, man, I don't blame Dude, you. Exactly I don't blame that's you. What man. Happened. It's it's like I, when I did um, when I ranked the like the best Marvel project shows and movies like. I kind of tied Eternals and Black Widow because the ending where Eternals leaves you is very interesting and the after credit scenes are very interesting. But as far as like what I had more fun was was probably Black Widow. Just because of Red oh, Guardian. 100%, and, and dude. Just be, because of Red Guardian, Yelena Belova. Dude, it was just a better movie all around, full circle. Even still, it's not saying much because the movie wasn't that good, but it was still a fun time, I think. Yeah, it was a great movie. But anyway, getting back to Spider-Man here. So, yeah, obviously that is a great idea to have a movie with Toby, Tom, and Andrew from start to finish. Maybe having some kind of, like, Spider-Verse movie similar to, like, you know, having them in the from, from the comics or, you know, where they're mm -hmm. all there together. Because obviously it took time for Toby and Andrew to come into the movie and, you know, rather than just being, oh, like, oh, they're going to be fun cameos. I mean, they were actual supporting characters to Tom Holland's Peter Parker as older brothers. Um, uh -huh. It wouldn't surprise me. My, my only one little fear I'm sure a lot of people have is that it could get overdone. Um, oh, I yeah. I think the main thing here, though, is that I think we can have a world where where Tom Holland's Spider-Man can be the MCU Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man can be the Sony Spider-Man, which, by the way, uh, My Time to Shine Hello is also reporting that Andrew Garfield will get everything he wants. So I assume whatever that may be as far as money, as far as what he wants to do with the Spider-Man character, possibly for... Yeah. 
uh, the uh, Sony Universe. That would be Dark great. Spider Man. Dark yeah. Spider Man. I, I think I think it's I think it's good if we do like a darker Spider Man because I think we really should dive into that portion of his character where he said you know he got vengeful, rageful, bitter. You know that that really shocking uh, lines there in the movie, um, and that also that good shit. yeah, and also that Tom Holland is making the deal of his life. Yeah, you'd be fucking stupid if you didn't do that. Did you happen to see the video I tagged you in of how much money he's made for each Marvel movie? Yeah, I think he got undercut for the first movie, even though it was Civil War. I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's a, pretty, that's a, if you don't know, I'll tell you real quickly. So, so apparently, according to this, this video we saw, um, uh, that Tom Holland's money that he made for each movie he's been in, uh, he got $250,000 for his appearance in Civil War. Not bad for your first Marvel flick. Uh, then yeah. he made, uh, he made like, one million or something in the homecoming or whatever it was 1.5 million for homecoming then he made he made yeah, some... he made three million for uh end game and infinity war then he made five to ten million for far from home and i think he's reported to make about 10 million for no way home that's not that's not bad for a young kid <laughs> In a, no, span of, in a span of like six, seven movies, there. No, yeah, you're right. It's pretty damn good. And if he's making the deal of his life, I can't imagine how much money they're offering him. No, they got to be throwing everything at him. Do you think it could be like a Sony deal in some kind of way? Because he is like, they didn't. My time to shine hello didn't necessarily say Marvel. You have to assume Marvel, but it could be a Sony thing. Like, I mean, look, he's going to be Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movies, and you have to imagine they're going to want to blow that up. That's going to be like franchise. three or four movies. Yeah, you have to imagine it's to be at least three or four movies, and I hope the the franchise does well because I mean, Tom Holland has really, really improved as an actor as time has gone on. He's always been good, but he's really shown how good he is as he's gotten older. And I'll say this: I think. He can be the first Spider-Man to win an Oscar because I don't think Andrew Garfield has. Wow. Unless Andrew, I don't think Andrew Garfield had won an Oscar. But as far yeah. as Oscar-winning actors, it's between Andrew and uh, and uh, Tom. Mm. I'm gonna look that up real quickly. If Andrew Garfield has won an Oscar, if he has, um, I think he's been uh, he's been nominated. Uh, I don't think he's actually won. Yeah, he has not been. Uh, he's not won an Academy Award. He was nominated in 2016 for Best Best Actor for Hacksaw Ridge. Ah oh, man, man, he should he should have won that. That was a great movie. You ever seen that movie? Of course I have. Oh my god, like that was the movie where I'm just like, people need to stop shitting on Andrew Garfield. He's incredible. I'm really, really? yeah, no, for real. Oh, uh, you know who won that year? Leo, nope. the Revenant. Oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah, that, yeah, it's fair. The guy, the guy's been in Hollywood forever, and he never won an Oscar until that point. But anyway, I think it could be Andrew or Tom who could win an Oscar there. But um, what do you, when we think about Andrew getting everything he'll want? What is something that you know you you, you said a, a dark Spider Man? But what does that entail for you, Vin? What do you want a dark Andrew Garfield Spider Man to do in in this potential relaunch of the character? I want to see him kill people because the Sony movie. Just beat the shit out of people. No, I want to see him beat the shit out of people until they're dead. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, do you want to see him like actually just go on a tear and actually kill people Punisher style, or do you want to see him beat the shit out of somebody so bad, kills them, and then he's like, oh, fuck, what did I do? I think like it should take place right after Gwen Stacy's death, like the next day. Then mm-hmm. he puts on the suit to try to go out and like, you know, comes across two burglaries, burglars in like an alley and he fucking like crushes their skulls or whatever. Because the thing and, like, is, he, oh, he like looks down, he looks down into a puddle and he's like covered, he's like the suit's covered in blood. And he's like, what have I done? Yeah, he could have bl- could black out, you know, that happens. Yeah. You know, we, we almost got that in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but if I'm not, I'll, I'll mention it now, that there is a portion of after Gwen Stacy's death in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where he like gets more upset and, and screams and cries and wails, and you see uh, Dane DeHaan's Goblin cackling and laughing up top, uh, top of the top, uh, clock tower, and he just goes up there, pulls him down, and beats the fucking shit out of him, and just pummels him and he's about to take the glider and just kill uh harry osborne but he mm-hmm. comes to his like kind of a scenario you pitched there he comes to his senses like what am i doing and and then he leaves and it's like i wish they would have done that in the amazing spider-man 2 because i feel like that could have really added a bit more depth to the movie and it could have made it a little bit better. There's also a scene where they had a deleted scene where Peter Parker's father comes to see him when he visits Gwen's grave, and he's like, "Who? No, my father said, who the hell are you? Who are you? Where have you been?" And I was, th- that shocked me too. I'm like, that could have been a really good thing there. Apparently, people online are saying that was supposed to be Chameleon, and it was supposed to build to a Sinister Six movie potentially. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure, but that's what I heard. Um, overall, man, I, I want to see what I want to see is I want to see Tom Hardy's Venom find Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. That's what I want to see, because I want that to be Andrew Garfield's first reintroduction into the Sony universe. I want it to be the third Venom movie to be a Spider-Man versus Venom movie. Oh, it'd be so awesome. I mean, it'd be so fucking good. I mean, if we can't get Tom Holland and Tom Hardy in, on the same screen together, we have to at least get Andrew Garfield and and Tom Hardy. Because remember, in No Way Home, he's like, you know, Tom Tom Holland's vet, uh, Venom. Tom Holland's Spider Man says that he fought an alien, and Tobey Maguire's Spider Man said that he fought an alien. And, and Andrew's like, oh wow, I want to fight an alien. Could that just be a funny line, or is that foreshadowing? I hope it's I hope it's foreshadowing, or it could be both. <laughs> Anyway, the other bit of, the other bit of Spider-Man stuff to talk about real quickly is more concept art has been coming out. A while ago, I don't think we discussed it because I think when this news came out, um, the uh, we had already done the podcast. But there were like a lot of rewrites in Spider-Man: No Way Home. A big reason why they kind of just threw this the the wizard thing to him, the magic thing, was apparently America Chavez was supposed to be in Spider-Man: No Way Home, and she is a. Uh, She's a, technically a mutant, and she can travel different portals, different dimensions of the multiverse, and she's also super strong and all that kind of stuff. And America Chavez, I think, was supposed to become friends with Peter Parker and Ned, Ned and, uh, and MJ. So apparently she was the one that was supposed to bring in Toby and Andrew, not Ned. Wow. So there's that, and then there's also apparently Venom was supposed to have a bigger role 
in uh, No Way Home than imagined. Apparently, he was supposed to come and uh, actually save Toby after being stabbed. And he would get the black suit for a moment to heal his wounds. Now, that would have been sick. It would have been very cool. But at the same time, I feel like Venom might have been wasted a bit just for that brief little thing there. Yeah, you can't just save him for after credit scenes. I know, but I mean but that but that's my but that's my thing too. I think I'm kind of okay with what happened in No Way Home. You know, he came in, got drunk, went home. Uh I feel like for that brief moment of him at the end attaching itself to Toby, I feel like it could have been a bit of a waste of Tom Hardy's venom. Uh yeah. I mean, it's a matter of an, of, of opinion. But um the other thing is is that <clears throat> so the latest concept art, Andreas actually sent this to us, is that there's concept art of Mysterio fighting Doctor Strange in the Statue of Liberty. Mm. What are your thoughts oh, on that? Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. I would have, I kept saying for the longest time that, and I still I still think, I don't think Mysterio's dead. I don't think he's dead. And even if he is, you can use the multiverse to bring in a variant. It's possible that maybe that Mysterio was a variant and he actually had superpowers and he still hated Spider-Man. But it would have been interesting to see how Mysterio would fight Doctor Strange if it indeed was going to be the MCU's Mysterio. It was just going to be drones. You'd think Doctor Strange would make quick waste of that, would he not? Yeah, I think so, too. I think he'd he'd probably open up like a hundred little mini portals that all the drones fly through and then they're gone. That's true. But at the same time, uh, Peter's uh, Tom Holland's Peter's uh, Spider-Sense wasn't really working when it came to too much when it came to his illusions. So we couldn't really mm. tell. So who knows? Maybe maybe it would have helped Strange, maybe it would have not. But uh I personally would have liked so it. You, you either get the tingle or you eat tingle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Yeah. Um life in the big city. Life in the life in the fast lane. That's right. Uh anyway to Cold Eagles whenever you want. Absolutely. So going through this, we have uh, we have a uh, a bit of a time as to what of who is going to be the high uh, sorry who is going to be the villain of Guardians of the Galaxy three. Spoiler warning: if any of this becomes true, so uh, Chuck Chuck Woody Uwuji, uh he is going to be playing uh, rumored to be the High Evolutionary now. He uh, it's not confirmed, but that's being speculated as to what his character will be. Uh, he's has an an undisclosed role at the moment. So it is according to multiple sketchy leaks, Chuck Woody Iwuji is playing the movie's main villain, the High Evolutionary. At this time, is felt like pretty random guess, but based on these uh, never uh, these newer interviews, yeah. it's you, you can only guess what I want to name that guy. I'm sorry, <sighs> sorry. What did you say? You can only guess what I want to name that guy. I can't say it on the pod. I are you gonna make me cut this part out? No, I'm not gonna say it. Oh God! See, you're teasing people with it now. Yeah, because and they'll never know. That's what keeps people coming back. Oh God! All right, all right. Well, I may have to edit this out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> why? Because you want me to say it? No, I don't want you to say it. But you're alluding to something, and that could be like, what is he trying to say? We all know what he's trying to say. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not fucking. 
not obvious at all. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what happens if we don't get canceled by next week. Only, only somebody who truly knows me would. Know. <sighs> and I truly know you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, so he is really... actually, if you're listening to this, you know. <laughs> Inside joke, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Chuck, uh, Chuck, I'm just calling him Chuck. He uh, he said in recent interviews that uh, they asked if you could describe his powerful, uh, his, his, sorry, his character, and he says powerful, very powerful, very diverse, very complex. So I'm gonna do a brief little uh, history on the the high evolutionary. Real quickly. Do it up. So the high evolutionary, looking up the good old information on him. This guy just gets high all the time. <laughs> there are actually rumors that Mark Hamill could have been playing this role, but unfortunately he is not. So the high evolutionary. Uh, Mark Hamill gets high as a kite. Does he really? No, I don't know. It's, let's just say he does for the fuck yeah, of it. I, I, I fucking hope he does. So let's Fuck go. Skywalker, he deserves it. <laughs> okay, so let's go to his. Uh, let's find his powers. Where are his powers? After a clash with the heroes Thor and Hulk, the High Evolutionary decided to launch his citadel into the space, where the wind. Uh, Wyndham temporarily evolved himself into a disembodied intelligence. He later developed himself back into his normal form, but had powers including the ability to evolve or devolve creatures at will. So, Man. so he could take like a dog and turn him into a werewolf, essentially, if he wanted to. He's also I am the werewolf. <laughs> he's also a guy who has been able to go toe to toe with Galactus and nearly wow. and nearly beat him. That's impressive. So his powers and abilities include superhuman strength, superhuman intelligence. The high evolutionary has evolved in his brain into full potential as virtually unlimited knowledge and intelligent ability, superhuman durability, healing factor, augmented by his armor's automatic uh, evolutionizer equipment. The high evolutionary is very is virtually unkillable. Even after being ripped to pieces and pulverized into organic jelly by the Hulk, the high evolutionary evolved. Have, yeah, evolved into his injuries and was fully restored. Telepathic communication, astral projection. Now, if you recall, astral projection is what Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, can do, and Doctor Strange can do, and it's what he and he sent Peter Parker into astral projection. Self levitation, mental invisibility, preventing detection by other powerful telepaths, which he can extend an entire world. Force fields, mass manipulation. Uh, psychokinesis, con- uh, concussive force blast, plasmic rays, total recall of memory, artificial evolution, and immortality. This guy is practically unstoppable. We also have heard things, rumors slash reports, that people in the Guardians of the Galaxy, characters are going to die. So it would make sense that a character Max. like this, who is virtually unbeatable, be the character to where we learn about some of the deaths of our favorite characters. It's going to be Drax. I mean, we know it's going to be Drax because Dave Bautista has been very open. He's like, my contract's done after Guardians 3, and I'm done after Guardians 3. Because there's no way they're going to have Guardians without Dave Bautista as Drax. There's no way. No, they won't. I feel like other characters that possibly could die. I don't think Gamora, because we've already seen Gamora die once. Um, Yeah. 
I don't think Quill because you know he's the leader of the group. Maybe uh, Mantis. Maybe Mantis and Drax die together. That's possible. I could I could definitely see that. I would. I you heard it here first, people. <laughs> uh, spoiler warning: If that's true, it ends up being right. Um, I, I true. I I think I think that um. I would actually be very heartbroken with if Drax dies because he's probably my favorite guardian. But of course. I would also be heartbroken if Nebula died because I love Nebula so much. Yeah. She, she's a very complex character. Sure, she was a villain at first, but she's she came from someone who was so very abusive and 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 you know who who was so wronged and you know you can't really blame her for going the route that she did. Agreed. Overall, though. Me hearing about the, you know, hearing about this 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 villain, the High Evolutionary, because I did not know who he was. I had to look all this information up. He, hearing the fact that he could go toe to toe with Galactus makes me want to see it. Yeah, it's a big deal. I want to see Galactus versus the High Evolutionary if he is that powerful. Because I could see a thing in Guardians Three where, sure, the Guardians were able, they think they beat him, but really they don't. And I would think it's probably going to take like Adam Warlock, the one to be really to defeat him, because Adam Warlock is one of, if not the most powerful characters in the Marvel comics and soon to be MCU. Who uh, we said on the podcast a while ago uh, that he will be played by Will Poulter. Yeah. Are you familiar with Will Poulter, Vin? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. The kid looked like a fucking idiot most of his life. And we're the Miller. And yeah. like, and then like he hit puberty and became a Marvel superhero. Yeah, it's kind of like the guy who played Neville in uh, Harry Potter, the Harry Potter movies. Like once those movies, that's were done, a very good comparison. It's like, whoa, where, where's this guy? <laughs> who is this guy over here? Yeah. This, this is not that fucking dorky, ugly kid from Harry Potter. No, yeah, it is. This ain't that, this ain't that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all the time we have for it to today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of uh, Fan Speculation. Please be sure to be following us on social media if you're not at fan speculation on twitter fan speculation underscore pod on instagram uh we are always doing stuff like polls on twitter and i'll give a brief little rundown of uh the two polls we have up on twitter before we leave you here this evening this day whenever you're listening again so i asked you some questions as uh who would you like to see make a cameo in multiverse of madness a little bit of a preview for our eventual multiverse of madness uh theory episode the first poll I put out, it says, who would you like to see do a cameo in Multiverse of Madness? Uh, we have Professor X, Charles Xavier, Iron Man uh, variant Tom Cruise, John Krasinski's Mr. Fantastic. That has been reported, too. Uh, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Leading with 50% of the vote is Tobey Maguire. Uh, Krasinski has 17. Iron Man, Tom Cruise is 25. Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier only has 8%. That's crazy. That's because nobody has good taste. Yeah, well, it's the power of Spider-Man, dude. People love Spider-Man. Yeah. But this one, but I think you'll be happy with this one. The second poll I put up, who would you like to make, see make a cameo in Multiverse of Madness? Again, this is on Twitter. I have Captain Carter with 5%. All right. Loki Tom Hiddleston, because you kind of have to be, you know, make that aware. There are many Loki variants. Loki Tom yep. Hiddleston, 29%. Chris Evans, Human Torch. 24%. Wow. But Vinny, you'll be very happy and very pleased with the people who voted. Hugh Jackman Wolverine at 42%. That's fucking right. That's right. Every, everybody fucking knows. We all know how much you love Hugh Jackman, how much you love Wolverine. Yeah, dude, because it's fucking awesome. 
I would personally <laughs> love. To, I I mean, yes, I would love to see him do that. Uh, just quickly go through different universes. I mean, there's so many, and then Blade as well. Listen, Wolverine. Wolverine was supposed to be one of the original Ver- uh, Avengers. It's long overdue. I think so. I think it's long overdue, and I. I whether or not we'll see Hugh Jackman Multiverse of Madness, I think time will tell. But if you want to stay up to date with stuff like that, go follow us on Twitter at Fan Speculation. Uh, on Twitter, just Fan Speculation, all one word, and then on Instagram at Fan Speculation underscore Pod for any updates that we might have for the podcast. Maybe, maybe Bitch, it's simple. It's simple. Just go on your Twitter machines, go on your Instagram machines, look us up, hit that follow button. All right. Anyway. Hit that too. Hit that shit. Hit that shit, motherfucker. So please be sure to be following us there. Uh, listen to us on your favorite podcast app. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever, wherever you listen to your podcast hour. All right. If, if you have a five-star uh, option, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, please write us a review. Share with your friends. Uh, we have fun doing this thing every single fucking week. Isn't that right, my friend? That's fucking correct. That is correct. That is correct in my best. Chris oh my Far- god! In my best Chris Farley voice as he takes my off his children. shirt for Adam Sandler. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation for CJ Palmasano, Benny Carini. Thank you all so much for coming for listening. See you all next time. Thank you all, Andreas. The kind gang bang. <laughs> <laughs>